It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. For most kids, summer means school's out, but for some younger, high-risk children in Georgia, it's a critical time for them to prepare to enter Georgia's pre-K program or kindergarten in the fall. Our summer transition program is currently underway and continues through July the 12th, and Commissioner Research has found that programs like this improve school readiness, particularly in language and in literacy. They do, and our own research here at DECAL is what um, prompted us to create the Summer Transition Program many years ago, where it showed that there are just some children, and we'll talk about that later, that need that extra six-week boost either before pre-K or after pre-K before they start kindergarten. So if you're following us on social media and you see special guests reading to children, you haven't lost track of time. That's right. Yeah, That's the, school year, the official school year has ended, uh, <laughs> but we have this very special and effective summer transition program. It's great. Here to talk about summer transition is Megan McNeil, summer transition and outreach manager, and Julie Barnett with KinderCare, a child care provider offering the program in multiple locations around Georgia. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So, Megan, tell us a little bit about the program. It's a six-week intensive academic program for high-risk children. So how long have we been offering it, and what are the results up to this point? Okay, we've actually been offering the program for 10 years now, which is um, very exciting for us. Um, We have completed a lot of studies over the course of the summer transition program in rising pre-K and rising K, and all of the studies show that children are making academic gains in language literacy and math in that short time of six weeks. Hmm. You really, it sounds like it's a short time, but you apparently can do a lot. You can do a lot, especially um, we have smaller class sizes in the summer, which is great for students because they're getting more one-on-one attention from the teachers, which does help with that academic games they're having. Mm -hmm. So with rising pre-K and pre-K summer transition programs combined, uh, there are 222 classes at 150 program sites serving more than 3,400 students. I did my homework. I got to have <laughs> these numbers just close at hand. So how do these classes compare to what we would see, say, in a Georgia's pre-K classroom? Okay, the summer is a much smaller program. Um, It's very targeted in the summer, and um, during the school year, we have about 3,900 Georgia's pre-K classrooms, so we have a much smaller setting in the summer. Um, We look for programs that are going to be in the right areas, serving the right types of children that are going to do the best in these programs. Mm. So since it is just a six-week program, I know when I talk about it, sometimes I get looks of how could that possibly work, Um, but we know it works. So so what do you talk about when people say six weeks, does that really work? Um, We talk about the importance of that this is school, first of all. It's not summer camp. And so school is, um, we treat it just like we do during the pre-K year. So it's a a very structured day. They go for six and a half hours a day, just like they do during the school year. Um, They are doing activities and instruction from the time they enter the classroom in the morning till the time that they leave. So because of that, with the smaller environment, um, only 16 students in rising kindergarten and 14 in rising pre-K, they really are getting true one-on-one attention and they're able to really individualize what they're doing with students over the summer. And it's similar to Georgia's pre-K program, and is it, is it all paid for with lottery dollars? Um, we know we use both federal and lottery dollars, so um, we're fortunate to have the support of some CCDF uh, funding, which is what we used originally to get this program off the ground. And since we've grown, um, we've doubled probably in the last four years since I've been running the program. 
which is great. Um, so we do also use lottery dollars now to support the program. So um, we have uh, the ability to use both funding sources. And I have to ask now, you've been out and I know you talked to some of the teachers that are in the program. Is it tougher to teach children in the summer months because of the distractions, the vacations, all those things going on? Um, I don't think so. I think it gets challenging, and Julie might be able to speak more to this, but I think it's challenging because sometimes attendance is an issue. Um, And so, you know, during the school year, we have children that tend to be there more often during the school year and then take their breaks when the school is out for breaks. So in the summer, we're a little more flexible with families. We understand things are going to come up, vacations are going to come up. So we stress the importance of attendance. Um, but I don't think it makes it any more difficult. I think it actually makes it easier for teachers to teach. Um, mm-hmm. Again, because we treat it like school. They're not going to the pool every day. They're not, you know, doing field trips every day. They're really there learning like they do during the school year. So I think the continuity of having summer school um, and basing it off what we do during the school year helps with that. I think we mentioned 22 students in the typical Georgia's pre-K classroom. Summer transition, 16. That's intentional. Right. So uh, rising kindergarten is 16 and our rising pre-K classes are actually 14 because those are our dual language learners. Um, and so we even make the class size or size smaller to support that. And another unique part is the transition coach that we don't have in a, a Georgia pre-K class. So tell us about that and what's the role of the transition coach? Yeah, the transition coach is awesome. People really love that, that we are able to fund that position in the summer. I always compare it to years and years ago, we had the resource coordinator position um, and people love that. And of course, that is no longer. So the fact that we're able to have this um, position in the summer program is really great for our programs and our families. That person is truly there to be the family support person and so they're there to work with those students and work with those families and offer them whatever it is that they need so they do spend time with those parents before the enrollment happens and and assess kind of what are your needs as a family what do you need as a parent Um, what can I do to offer that support over the summer and and Julie probably can talk a little bit more too about what specifically hers do but it's a great um, parent involvement piece that, again, we can't offer during the school year, and the programs love it, and the families really love it, and they're able to do a lot more with those kids than um, we could do otherwise, because Mm -hmm. teachers are there to teach. They're not there to worry about after school or on the weekends, and so the family support person really helps those families with the other things in their family life that they need help with. Yeah, great addition. Julie, um, first of all, thanks for coming over today, and we love Kinder Care and what you guys are involved with. How long have you been involved in the Summer Transition Program? So we began back in 2009. Um, We were a part of the original pilot for the Summer Transition Program. We started out with three classrooms, and we were honored to be asked to be a part of the Summer Transition Program as we are um, offering it each summer since then. And what was it that attracted you to the program? So what was really exciting about this program is we would uh, be able to help children right before they went to kindergarten. And those students, they needed a little extra support so that they could start uh, more excited, more confident. Uh, and also their families as as well help them get ready for kindergarten. But for us, this this program is very special. Because a lot of these children, um, they either did not get a pre-K experience or they may have some type of special circumstances where they got just a very small amount of the pre-K program or they may have some type of special special need um, that we could help them just be that much more ready to start kindergarten. 
So kinder care has been part for a decade. That's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. So talk a little bit about your results you're seeing for your students as a result of STP. Okay. So um, with the summer transition program students, uh, for us, one of the things that really stands out is we have children excited and confident to go to kindergarten. They're excited to get the books that we offer with with the program. A lot of these children don't have books at home. Um, They're excited to learn uh, about how to handle books and we also provide them with school supplies and backpacks so that they can have the supplies they need. So one of the biggest accomplishments that we have seen is children confident, ready to go to kindergarten These children, um, even though it's a six-week program, they may start out very quiet and shy, but by the end of the first week, they are talking, they're interacting with their peers, um, they're they're wanting to help the teacher. So that, to us, is one of the biggest things that we see. And uh, how many classes are you up to now after 10 years? mm -hmm. After 10 years, we are at 10 programs this year um, from Gwinnett County, uh, DeKalb County, and also Clayton County. Great. Um, so you like it, apparently. You keep coming <laughs> yes, back. We do. <laughs> Return uh, providers for this. So pre-K can be uh, a challenge. We've talked about dual language learners, and we've tried to address that in our rising pre-K program. Megan, I think about 17% of Georgia's three- and four-year-olds are dual language with most speaking Spanish. And so you've got that focus, particularly in the Rising K. Right. So we have a program, the Rising Pre-K program was designed to support families um, with children whose home language was Spanish. And that was due to studies that we had done in pre-K to show that the children that were the most behind at the end of the pre-K year were those that started in pre-K whose home language was Spanish. So not that there aren't other dual language learners that would benefit from this program, but right now we target children whose home language is Spanish based on the research we've done. Um, And the results have been awesome. Like, it's so great to talk to providers. And I always ask people to call me at the end of the summer and let me know how those kids are doing in pre-K. And every child that enters the Rising Pre-K program for six weeks is just so much more um, prepared for Pre-K in August, is already speaking English way more than they would be. They're transitioned into the program. They're not scared. A lot of our families, too, in Rising Pre-K, this is their first time coming to school, um, especially ones from, you know, a, a, a family whose home language is Spanish. And so they're, um, the parents are just as hesitant to bring them as, as the kids are to come. So I think for us with that transition coach position, the smaller school setting, the, the six weeks, we're really able to embrace those families and those students and make sure that they're ready to start pre-K. And then when they come to pre-K, like I said, the providers are just like, it's the best thing ever. These kids are just ready to go. So excited. You're cutting out six weeks of time then mm-hmm. in August where now they're ready. They can start learning mm-hmm. what we need to learn in pre-K instead of that transition time that it normally takes a child who's a dual language learner to get ready to be in pre-K. Mm-hmm. You know, people might have heard about this longitudinal yes. study. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something we learned Correct. from the yeah, longitudinal That's what study. I was going to say, too. You read my mind. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I mean, this is definitely one action that we've taken as a result of the longitudinal study, and it's exciting to see that and the results we have from it. Definitely. Yeah. So there's also a strong emphasis on parent and family involvement. So I'd love to hear from both you, Megan and Julie, on how that works. 
Yeah. From your from your side, and okay. then actually Julie, who's implementing okay. it. <laughs> so yeah, so one of the things that we um, require of our transition coaches is that they offer some sort of family workshop um, activity one time a week or more, and so this can be everything from a a training that they provide to parents on something in that family's life that they need help with, or it may be an educational workshop where they bring both the parent and the child together, um, and it's it's great, and they're able to offer for these um, opportunities for families to come together, um, meet other families who they may not already know, um, or come with their child and do something hands-on or together that they may never do when they get to out of the school. You know, they may go home and everyone's busy. Electronics are a big part of our lives, and they don't necessarily spend a lot of one-on-one time together. So I think the opportunity that we provide for families to come in, we also ask our transition coaches to use some of their summer money to um, provide food so that they can feed the families, whether it's a workshop in the morning or a workshop in the evening or over the weekend. We also encourage them to have giveaways, so gift cards to a local store or something that might benefit that family, so that if you come, you may enter a chance to win a gift card. So we ask them to kind of entice families to come, and we have the money to be able to give them that money to do that stuff with. So it's it's a great program, and I think it really helps those families understand the importance of school and their child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Julie, we know you're not in all those locations, but uh, <laughs> what are some of the ways Kindercare is doing that? Well, that's where the transition coaches will come into play. They're going to meet with all of the parents prior to the program starting, and they're going to have an orientation, but they're also going to survey each parent to find out what their needs and interests are. And then once the coaches have that information, then they start collecting information, bringing in guest speakers, and scheduling workshops for the families. We also ask them what time would be best for you to come and meet with us. So we're able to schedule at different times. Sometimes it is in the morning, sometimes in the afternoon, and even sometimes in the evening after the the program is is over. Um, Some of the topics are how to read to your child, healthy snacks. Um, Some really want to get to know about um, the library in in their community. Um, Also back to school routines. And some really just need to know how do I register my child for kindergarten? We're not registered yet. So those are tailor-made. Um, like Megan mentioned, we make them fun for the families. Um, we do have prizes for them. We always have snacks or some type of food and, and uh, drinks. And um, we also really encourage attendance, not only with our parents at the workshops, but this helps us encourage them to bring their children each and every day because we have small prizes and certificates each week for the children that don't miss a day. Yeah. That sounds great. You're really kind of building community uh, among these parents that I remember it doesn't seem like that long ago when our (laughs) girls were very young. We were looking for advice from anywhere, uh, particularly, you know, with that first child and going through that process. So I think it's great that they've got that opportunity uh, to share. So, Megan, too late for this year or can families still participate? Families can definitely still participate. We um, we will enroll children um, up until the last couple of weeks of school because even being in school two weeks um, is better than not being in school at all over the summer if a child really needs to be. So um, they would need to um, locate a location that they're interested in and make sure that that location has openings. But if they do, we will absolutely allow them to enroll up until you know a week or two before school gets out. And how do they go about doing that? Who should they contact for more information? So they can visit our website, um, and then there's a summer transition program page, 
And on there, um, under a family tab, is a list of locations for both rising pre-K and rising kindergarten. Or you can check with KinderCare. Give you guys <laughs> <Yes>. a plug <laughs> in any of those counties that you mentioned. Yes. All right, this is great. And I'm very excited about summer transition. Uh, again, kind of coming right out of what we learned through the longitudinal study, part of Georgia's pre-K program. Uh, and we were saying, if you're watching us on social media, you're seeing a lot of the same activities that you see during the regular school year. Special guests going out and reading to classes. I think it's pretty exciting. Yes. So great program. Congratulations. Julie, thanks for letting us know from the provider side how this is going uh, out there. And uh, good luck as you continue with the program this year. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Now your questions from the water cooler. My name is Katura Washington. I am in the Instructional Supports Division, and my question for the Commissioner is, are there any plans for us to send HR representatives to job fairs in the future? Katura, that's a great question. I don't think we've ever um, gotten that question before. I think we've done a little bit of that here and there. It's just been kind of ad hoc, but I think that's a great idea, and uh, we will share that with our HR division so that they can make sure that um, they're at those job fairs that will be most beneficial for us, especially universities and things like that. And we're also posting on social media, trying right. to make sure yes. LinkedIn, yes. Uh, Twitter, and Facebook, Instagram, lots of great opportunities, uh, particularly right now. So yeah, there have been plenty. Yeah. Go to the website, mm-hmm. check it out. All the details are there. But yeah, I think um, job fairs are a good yeah, idea. Yeah, absolutely. Time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. Congratulations to our recent winners, Angela Love, Jennifer Waters, Mary Stokeless, and Jocks Miller. They went home with some passes to the world of Coca-Cola, as well as gift cards to Quick Trip. So thanks to our sponsors. Congratulations to our winners. Your chance to win. All you have to do is give me the correct answer to this question. We'll put all the correct answers together. We'll draw a name and give away a prize. Here's the question for today's program. How many weeks is DECAL's summer transition program? How many weeks is DECAL's summer transition program? Email your answer to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. We'll draw from all the correct answers and you could win a nice prize. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.